What's going on, horror fans? Welcome to Horror Zone 607. We are the podcast that talks all things horror and brings you the week's biggest horror movie news. I'm your host, Spooky Mike, and we are here, and we have got a lot of stuff to talk about this week. We've got a review for a brand new horror movie that just came out. We are fresh out of the theater at the time of recording this. Literally a half hour ago, we walked out of the theater. We're going to be reviewing the movie X this week. And we've also got some really cool horror movie news to talk about. So, big show coming up. Let's not waste any time on that. But we are going to waste one thing because two weeks ago, going into the break, I asked <laughs> I asked the, the Horizon 607 trivia question and forgot to give the answer when we come back. So, the uh, the question at the time wasn't and we're going to do this right now before I Well, now let's let's bring in my co-host here because, you know, he's the only man and this is special. This is really special. We can't forget this. He is the only person on the face of the earth that picks St. Peter's to beat Kentucky and has the only perfect bracket in this year's NCAA tournament. He's rich. Yeah, I I mean, I'm having a great day. Not as good as former WWE superstar Tony Storm, who is uh, reported right now by Ryan Sand in her first half hour on OnlyFans, had already made $10,000. Hmm. I mean, but my brackets might pay she, out. She did an OnlyFans. Yeah, she's on OnlyFans, Mike, if you oh. want to go check that out. First half That's hour. That's what she's gone 10K. to. 10K. Yeah, she's not even wrestling right now. Ten. No, she's K, doing pretty good, and gentlemen. Ten K. It's <laughs> pretty so good money I, for I, a I, half I'm hour. I'm not making that kind of money, and I'm not like Coach from the ODPH, <laughs> who is risking literally everything, including his marriage, to uh, gamble on every game possible. But if my free bracket from ESPN pays out, I will have all of the corn dogs I can eat. <laughs> is that what the winner gets? I think so. I don't know. Oh, wow. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I was out first night because of uh, St. Peter's, but uh, but you got this. Yeah, you got Saint, this. I think I you're going to have the only I perfect St. bracket Peter's this year. Peter's is my upset. Uh, if you guys out there, if you're scratching your necks, waiting for the next uh, big uh, team that is going to upset the world, I'm going to tell you what. Pick the Go with the upset. Duke takes the whole thing. Duke takes the whole thing. I would love to see Coach K go out with a win. As much as I want to see Gonzaga finally win, uh, I want Duke to Gonzaga's win. Gonzaga's going to choke in the Final Four as they always do. Let's fucking be honest nah. over here. Well, they've been to two championships. I don't, I don't, but... I, you know what? I'm, 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 I, my literal pick for the, the – you know, I had two brackets, and I'll, I'll give you guys who I picked to win. Uh, on, on, one, on one level, I do think Baylor could win. Well, Baylor's out. Oh, well, they're out. They got beat by North Carolina, saying, which I picked was, that one right. That was my first pick, and they're yep. out. And then, uh, which I thought that they would be the dark horse to come in. So now Duke is my dark horse. Yeah. I never pick a popular team to win. Never. Well, I mean, Duke's kind of a popular team, but think I about it. They the haven't been popular well, one in the tournament. They, right, but they don't have good tournament records. Coach mm. K's only got four. Five. Five? He has five, five national championships yeah, is more than in, anybody else, in, in I think. 50, in 50 fucking well, years. No, Wooden's got more. Well, here's the problem. Right now, the college basketball game has changed. Uh, teams that win, teams that are going more of teams like Gonzaga because they put together teams that are together for three to four years, whereas Duke and all the other powerhouse teams, they get the one-and-done signees. Yeah. And that's why the rule in college basketball or NBA needs to change and college basketball needs to change, just like football. In football, you have to do at least three years. And if you did that, then therefore, A, you would get better players coming in that worked out some of their stuff in the college, and it would make college basketball better. But money, money, money. There you yeah, go. and we're not here to talk about that. If you want to hear more about us talking sports, join Patreon <laughs> because we talked nothing but sports in this week before the show when we went live and did our Patreon segment for this. So we talk a lot of sports, a lot of baseball. I'm a very upset guy. Yeah, absolutely. But it's scary right now. There but, you go. But before we get to the news this week, we do have to answer the trivia question from two weeks ago. So the question I had asked at the time was, in the original Scream, what are Randy's rules for surviving a horror movie in order? So... I know you said it's, just it's, give it's, Do you want to take like, a shot? Well, it's just no sex, no drugs and alcohol. Never, never 
ever, and I repeat, never say, oh. hold on. I Be right back. <gasps> and then I forgot the fourth, honestly. That's no, it's three. Oh, three. Oh, you said three. That's Randy's said rules four. for surviving a horror movie. I thought you said four for some reason. No. It just feels that way because it was two weeks ago that I asked it. But there so, you go. So with that being said, we can finally, finally kick off this week's news. There we go. Uh, well, before we kick off this week's news. Oh, you got something to we say? Gotta, I got to give the big shout out because they, 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 we got their music. So ladies and gentlemen, this week we are playing a new track from the Merkins. Make sure you're following them on YouTube. Of course, just search the Merkins. And this song is done by Hannibal Lecter. And I'm sure it'll sound really familiar to you. So yes, that is Fry Me a Liver by the Merkins, done by Hannibal Lecter, and they are, uh, yeah. And if it's hard to understand exactly what words they're singing, watch the video because it's got subtitles. Yes. <laughs> it is, it's a little harder to hear the words there, but uh, Fry Me a Liver. Look at him dancing around in his little straight jacket. It is always good to watch the video, so make sure you're following the Merkins on YouTube. Check out the videos. Big shout out to the Merkins. But now that brings us into the Horror Zone news. That's right, and uh, it's kind of... Uh, Perfect that we started off the show with the trivia question about Scream from two weeks ago because we're going to kick off this week's news with some Scream 6 news. And uh, we got two big things to talk about this week. The first is Scream 6 has an official release date for theaters. It will be in theaters only March 31st, 2023. So just a year from now. Yeah, that's uh, perfect for me. Uh, I, I like how you got to fire them out there, baby. Gotta it's not going to be January out. this time. But. Right, right. But Scream 2022 comes out, you know, so now we'll have one, a movie out in 2023. I mean, it's the fast turnaround that the Scream series had back in its prime. Right. So I feel like this is a good big bucket of win. As you know, I was a fan of the Scream movie. Mike was a fan with a little more reservations, but still a fan. Yeah. So And, and I, hopefully I, this time, you know, this time of year, next year, hopefully whatever uh, variant, the Snickercron variant or whatever it's going to be called will be gone by then. So more people will be in theaters than, than this one. And this I, one did well. I was going to say, it did very well, but I don't know if you knew. Le allegedly, we beat COVID. Come on. Just, just saying. Allegedly. Yeah. The restrictions are gone. Except Omicron, too, is Dr. Fauci reared his head again this week, and he said, oh, don't take off your masks. But don't ready, take off your masks. We this? need to lock down. You know we what? need to lock back you, down. You are ready for this? The best part about it is it's over. It's out of the box. It's never going back. Let's <laughs> be honest. I mean, do what you feel Do what you feel is right. We're not going to hear about talk about politics or anything. Do what you feel is right for you and your family. But hey, I wear a mask every time I come like, and go exactly. I got health problems. So. Right, but yeah. It's exactly. my choice. Pandora's box, you can't reopen up, Dr. Fauci. Go crawl back under whatever fucking hole you came from. And let's remember, ladies and gentlemen, now it is pretty much a guarantee that it was fucking his fault because it was his programs that caused this shit and that's 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 reported by the new york times newsweek it's not a fucking conspiracy theory anymore so yeah ladies and gentlemen i, I don't deal with some conspiracy theories and i don't do politics but ladies and gentlemen 
Pandora's box, we will get fucking Scream 2023 in March 31st I they of call next it Scream. Year. They better just call it Scream it 2023. Be scream again. It. Scream more. Scream 2, the electric boogaloo, baby. Scream the Stabathon. Scream 2, the electric boogaloo is the only thing that makes me excited. That's That would make me very excited, too. Very excited. But anyways. But that's not the only news we got, because we've got somebody who is finally, we got our first casting news for Scream 6, and that is Courtney Cox is confirmed to be in Scream 6. Courtney Cox coming back. Both I don't know surprises. what more. I mean, she We've is... talked about this ad right. nauseum. All right. Her and Neff Campbell did not add anything Be- to the latest movie. Before, before I get any hate, I don't want any hate on this. I'm going to preface it with this. I am not making any personal attacks on Courtney Cox, who I enjoy. I am just saying this. Courtney Cox is now, and it's not on her looks. That's not why I'm saying this. Courtney Cox, as I see it going forward, will be the Crypt Keeper of the screen movies. And by what I mean like that, she's going to give her little monologue. She's the person who's authored all of them. If mm-hmm. you think about it from the yeah. world of world of scream in the world, she's authored the books that, that made stab. So she's the author of scream, right? So I just feel like she has to come back as a storyteller and in the horror movies, I think of the crypt keeper. That's one. Yeah. So I don't want to hear, Oh, rich called Courtney Cox, the crypt keeper. She thinks she looks like that. No, she doesn't. She, she looks very good for her age. And yes, I would still, I'm just going to throw this out there though. Like I really think that's why her role is. And I think that's what they're going to keep her going forward. Cause without her, how does the story get writ? And I understand in the last, I should have said wrote, but whatever. Uh, but in the last movie, remember when she's like, I'm not going to write another book. You she said she was going to write one about Dewey. Right. But you know, she can't fucking, she can't. She just can't. Away. She can't help it's like herself. Like a junkie with a fix, baby. Yeah, she, and that's what's going to happen. We're going to open this movie where she wrote the true story, and everybody's going to go, oh, and it's going to it's going to be a replay. Watch, watch. Yeah. And she might even get slugged in the face by Sam. Yeah, I can see that kind of happening. Uh, I do expect that Nev Campbell will be back on board. Although, you know, we we already talked about it. Nev Campbell said herself, if they're going to kill her character off, she she won't do another one. That's it. If they plan on doing that, she's not coming back. I do expect that she'll be back. I have a feeling Patrick Dempsey is going to be back in the next one. That would be cool. I, I do expect you know after those two are announced or those three are announced, that's when you're going to start to hear you know Melissa Barrera is going to be back. Oh uh, no, Jenna Ortega I'm, I'm going to guarantee you that Mar- Melissa Barrera and Jenna Ortega will be back. They're going to be part of the new cast. I would also bet that the the uh, twins will also be back yes um because they did live i'm it's it is really a new uh franchise for, uh, for scream it's a continuation of the original franchise but it is also a new franchise and i think that they're going to continue that on because the success why would you fuck up the success not to mention the people who are in charge of this are still the same writers and directors right. which is is good for the the story overall so i can't wait to see more of it right all right moving on uh, amc has announced yet another uh, walking dead spinoff series. It's going to be called Isle of the Dead. Uh, this one's going to be taking place in Manhattan, and it's going to focus on Maggie and... Uh, was it Negan? Is that Negan, you? it's Negan. Never watched the show, so I think that's how you pronounce it. Um, it's coming in 2023, and it's going to feature six episodes. Sorry, Walker Dead fans. That's the sound of the Isle that's of the, the sound, Dead. That's the sound of the people who give a fuck about this show. This show. Like, honestly, I've said it before, I said it again. If you're a Walking Dead fan, that's fine. That's perfectly good. I know Ken M and uh, and, and Padawan J over at the ODPH are fa- big fans of The Walking Dead still. I tapped out a long time ago when I realized it was just recycling the same storyline over and over again, which is fine. It is what it is. And that's not an insult. But at this point in Juncture, you started off and then you had this conglomerate. There was a 12 million viewership at its peak. And it's now down and bind you. I get it. In this day and age of streaming and stuff, this is still pretty high to the four million. But yet, a but yet, AMC is treating the show as if it hasn't hit its peak yet. 
And that's why we're getting like, they're ending the main show after like the 15 parts of the final season because <laughs> they broke it into like 15 segments. And then we're getting three spinoff shows from there. Well, we already have so. Fear of the Walking Dead, which is, is which Ken M tells me I should watch because it's, it's got good. And then we're going to have that spinoff with Daryl and Carol. We know that's yeah. doing it. The one already came to an end, didn't it? The third show? The, the, the world, uh, yeah, yeah, whatever that one was called. World's yeah. Clyde, whatever the fuck. I don't know. At World's End or world, something. Yeah, something like that. And then, of course, now we're going to get Maggie and Negan. And then, of course, there's always looming in the background the Rick Grimes movies that Andrew yeah. Lincoln's what? allegedly Haven't heard anything about that in four years. No, they, they still, no, they keep saying they're going to happen. But yet, Didn't there, been wasn't a, there a trailer for it? Yeah, there's been a they're permanent hold. There's supposed to be three of them. <laughs> so you have all those things in the work. I'm just saying. Hashtag pandemic. They have beat the zombie uh, craze into the ground. Yeah. Completely into the ground. They need to get on the new craze, which is vampires. Ugh. Vampires, ladies and gentlemen. Did you see the, have you ever seen the uh, trailer for uh, the, what was it, what are they calling it? Let the wrong one in. It's a Irish black comedy. So think about Shaun of the Dead. Oh, Not with the same I heard cast. something it's, about It's like that. Shaun of the Dead with vampires. Yeah, I did we'll, hear we'll about have that. To, we'll have to have you watch it. Next week, we'll do a, a complete drop on it. It was fucking hilarious. So that's your homework for the week at home. Listen to Horror Zone 607. Make sure you see the trailer for Let the Wrong One In. I'm going to make sure Mike C sees it this week. I We're going to talk about have. it next week. It's, it's, I, it obviously I'm left quite an impression with me. Dude, I'm going to I'm going to see this movie just because, like I said, it's fucking Shaun of the Dead with, with, with vampires. I'm all right. I'm all right with that. Anyways. Uh, continue on with the actual news that we prepared for. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Prey is going to... We got news about Prey, which is the new Predator film that's coming, which I you know, I told Rich when we were uh, doing Patreon, I still expect that this is going to end up being called Predator Prey, um, just because, you know, it's... If you don't hear the name Predator in it, people may not watch it. So mm. I think that it's going to be called Predator Prey. Well, now that Prey. lawsuit's over, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be taking place in the year 1719, and it's going to be set in the Great Plains. So we got a little bit more information about its actual setting now. Yes, and I do believe it is the Cherokee Indians? Something not, like it's, that. It's either, the, it's either the Cherokee or Navajo who are fighting against... That, I feel that's like it's a, the Navajos. It could be the Navajos. Uh, like I said, I'm, I'm still kind of murky on which Indian uh, group, but yeah, and it's a female uh, yeah. protagonist. I am all about this movie. I, I, I hope I this movie this does great. not disappoint because I'm excited about this. What one. we've seen so far and what they've given us, the brief synopsis they've given us, I'm I'm all in. The poster I think this, looks awesome. Oh yeah, I think Just as simple as it can be. I love it. I love it. So I, uh, maybe this is the return of the Predator series in a big bad way. Whether they call it Predator Prey or whether they call it just Prey, I don't care. I'm going to be watching and we'll be reviewing it right here Absolutely. on Horizon 607. So yeah, give me more. All right, so the big movie that's been out right now has been The Batman, which you have seen and I have not, but I can't wait to watch this movie. Uh, we know that there's going to be a couple spinoff series that HBO Max is going to be doing. Uh, one of them is going to be about the Penguin, which is officially greenlit, and it's going to be starring Colin Farrell as, Colin the Penguin, Farrell as the Penguin, and it'll be yes. about his rise to power. So it's going to yeah, take, take place, place post, before. Well, I thought it was uh, post because this I read is, pr uh, prior to. I'm, th I'm thinking it's probably going to be a little, bit, a little bit before because it's going to be his rise to power as the most dominant crime figure in all of Gotham. Wah, wah, wah. Uh, so we got another one that we had talked about on the show at one point in time. It was going to be called. Um, it was going to revolve around the Gotham Police Station and uh, the. You know, just like all of the... Jeffrey Wright was going to be in it. They were going to do something more about Gotham PD. It was kind of yeah, be... just how corrupt they were, which we've already seen that. It was on the WB network. It was called Gotham. Oh, it's also, yeah. Or you, you know, we've go, already seen that. Or you could say if you're going to go with a better model instead of Gotham, you could have gone with The Shield. They were going to do Gotham version of The Shield. Yeah, which, you know, whatever. But that's not going to be happening now. I'm sure there's going to be aspects of it, but it's kind of evolved into something else now. And the series is actually going to focus more on the horrors inside of Arkham Asylum, which I am all for. Hey. 
I'm going to say this. This gives this, this gets me super excited. A, they've said it's going to lean heavy on horror uh, because it's going to be kind of like a shocking, terrifying kind of look at Arkham Asylum because it ain't pretty at Arkham. Obviously, we know this. All you got to do is play the video games to know that. Oh, well, yeah, if yeah, they yeah. want to base it off of that, which they probably will take parts of that, oh, yeah. but you know it's going to be more off the comics and then just original ideas, but... All you got to do is base it on the video games. Batman has got the greatest villains of any comic. Period. Well, that was what I was going to get into because I really, really feel like what they're going to end up doing is we're going to get. I think this series is going to go lean towards uh, Professor Hugo Strange, who is one of the people who does a lot of tests at Arkham. Mm-hmm. Later on, becomes a Batman villain in his own, and et cetera, et cetera. But I think you're going to see that, and I think you're going to see some of the smaller rogues from that Rogue Gallery that might not necessarily need their whole standalone movie with Batman. That's not saying they won't show up in some of the sequels to the Batman. I'm just saying that they might not get their own like movie. They're not on, you know, Two-Face level or, you know, right, something but like that. There's, there's such incredible villains. Like, if you read the comics and if you watch even, like, yes. the old animated series, you got characters like like the Clock King, which could be interesting. You've got the Mad Hatter, which could right, be right. super interesting. But that's my saying. You got Scarface, which could be amazing. You have, you have the Calendar you, Man. Calendar Man. You have Condiment King. You have... Egghead. Egghead. You have, if you go back which to Nicolas the old... Nicolas Cage 60- wants to play Egghead. Yeah, I heard, saw that. If he does that, it's going to be a main movie. You got, <laughs> if you go back to the 66 series, you have King Tut. You you have, yeah. you have a lot of great, but that's my point. You're going to Batman's get to sh- got the most interesting villains. You're going to get to showcase those villains that might not necessitate an entire Batman film. They might be, you know, on the outside after the show, you're going to get them involved in the movie, right. but they're not going to be the lead guy. And that's the cool part. We're going to get to see a movie where you can do uh, all of those people. And I, I hope we get to see Hugo Strange doing some crazy. Yeah, and I hope it's a better portrayal you know, than what we got in Gotham because that, oh, that yeah. show got goofy. Yeah, and it had to be because it was on WB. It was still... You, I like the show. You hire... you hire. What you do is you hire Hugo Strange to be like the doctor from uh, Human Centipede. Feed her. <laughs> but that's what I you want. You got to get that in your soundboard. Listen, listen <laughs> that, that's, that's what I want, though. I want like this deranged scientist yeah. who is doing all these experiments on these. That is part of what we should get. Yeah, And I that's agree. why I said I think the show could be a million bucks because there's so many rogues in the Batman gallery that are not going to get their own movies, but this show could give them a platform and be very entertaining. Agreed. Agreed. And you know, those those series are always only six to eight episodes on on you know streaming service yeah, like that. Time, so you know, you wouldn't have to throw everybody all at once, you know. No, if you, hold you it know, back. over multi there's so many villains in Batman that I mean that's a series that could last easily five to ten years if they wanted it Absolutely. to. It won't, but you know, absolutely. And uh, the last story that I got this week is we have got a rating finally for Rob Zombie's The Monster, Monsters, Monsters, Monsters. The Monsters. Me. That's right. And uh, let me tell you, this thing, as we all feared it would be, this thing is going to be super dark, super vulgar, super super hardcore because the Monsters has been given an original, an official rating of PG, dude. I'm actually uh, with this. You want to know why I'm with this? I am too. I wouldn't want because to see a smut version of the monsters. Not, not only that, but also Rob Zombie, a man of his word. Rob Zombie promised everybody that he was not going to turn it into a normal Rob Zombie movie and that it would be very uh, friendly like the original series. And he's kept his word. Because yep. if it's PG, there's no way that he smutted it up, as, as you would point out. He finally released some pictures on Instagram, I think it was, uh, of the inside of the monster's house too. I mean, looks, everything looks, looks awesome. really good. This, I, I think so. he's doing a great job here. I really think... And we didn't give him credit for it at the time, but I'm going to go on a limb and give him some credit right now. I really think he is trying to make 
a crossover appeal for the family in in a horror and in, in, in a subsection of horror movies a fan a fan friendly family friendly horror adjacent comedy yeah. kind of thing like the show was and, i think that's what he's going to do and just think of what kind of a gateway this could be for those families to get into the rest of his movies afterwards well absolutely Rob well, zombie well, let's watch and see <laughs> but, but house of a thousand corpses yeah. later well but, but here's the thing i mean there's i'm sure there's a lot of horror fans especially from when the monsters first came out i mean even as a child i watched the monsters who you know your really first you know relationship with the universal monsters if you will yeah because that's kind of what your everything is based off is universal monsters yeah. so the monsters was your really first you know look at that you know you got right. you got introduced to the wolfman for the first time because of eddie you got introduced to frankenstein for the first time because of herman grandpa was your first introduction to dracula you know like that i think i really feel that and i think this is going to do that for a new generation it's going to make it into our era so there's going to be another group of young kids who can watch this now because it's pg who's going to find their love for yeah. the universal monsters first and foremost and secondly horror films because once you go down that road once you get into horror it just it, as you get older it just stacks on and stacks on and then you find friday the 13th and you find nightmare on elm street and you find the scream movies and next thing you know you're watching the human centipede and asking yourself in a dark room why why did i do this to myself right or like us today you end up in a theater watching x and you're like you'll hear our review later right right <laughs> And let's not forget, before we end the news here this week, uh, we mentioned this two weeks ago when we did the show last, and we're going to mention it again. Do not forget that sometime later this year, we are going to be getting Amityville in space. We just got to we gotta drill that one into your heads. It's it's going to happen. We, as long as there's nothing else coming out that's bigger at the time, we are watching it for the show. <laughs> I don't care if I have to rent this thing. And I'm, I'm watching it for the show. And if it's terrible, we're going to have a good episode of shit. Maybe it'll it. cost a million dollars. Like uh, if it does, No, no. Lamageddon was worth every penny of a million dollars, by the way. Just to throw that out there. But that's going to end this week's Horror Zone news uh, of course before we uh, go off to the break before we get the horror zone trivia question and before we go off to the break to come back to do our review of x i want to let you guys know how to get a hold of us it's simple 8122 productions.com has all the information for 8122 productions including horror zone 607 the three fat nerds podcast and the 607 tws all about pro wrestling there is a link to the t public store if you would like to buy some swag and support us there's also the links to the twitch channel twitch.tv slash 607 podcast there there's all the social media links there's links to the bands that provide us with their music there is literally a ton of links on that website go go see them go check them out of course if you would like to talk to us in person uh, well, not really in person, but over the internet, I should say. Uh, hit us up on social media. We're HorrorZone607 on Facebook. Like and share the page. We're at HorrorZone607 on Twitter and Instagram. Hashtag HZ607 whenever talking about the show. And last but certainly not least, if you would like to get the bonus that Mike C. mentioned earlier, you can do that while supporting us on Patreon.com slash 8122productions for as little as $1 a month. You get a ton of extra bonus content, and it does help do every, help us with all the things we do here from the podcasting to the streaming and to everything. And we talk about between. the horrors of being a Yankee fan this week. We have what, Yankee true fan horror. horrors. We talked a little bit of football. You know, we talked a little bit of salary cap. True horrors. True, true story. Sometimes we, you know what? That's the best part about Patreon. We get to talk about a litany of things. True crime this week. It was and true you, crime. And you also get to hear us uh, preview the show and everything. So there you go. Now, with that being said, Mike C., what is this week's horror Movie trivia questions. So, uh, originally the plan was that we were going to be reviewing Texas Chainsaw Massacre a week ago, and we didn't record. Um, and then it was just yesterday or the day before you asked me if we if I'd want to go see X this week. So, we just got out of the theater with that, and I I, I could ask everybody what's Rich's favorite porn star, but uh, we're not going to go that route. So, I'm just going to ask another Scream trivia question. 
because I had a couple of them lined up a couple weeks ago. So so I'm going to ask another stream a stream question, and this time I promise that we'll come back with the answer, and we won't make you wait two weeks for it. So without further ado, here goes. Who was the very first per character? We'll say character. Who was the very first character to refer to the killer as Ghostface? One more time. Who was the very first character to refer to the killer as Ghostface? The answer, I promise, will be coming up right after the break. Hey, it's Courtney Gaines, Malachi from Children of the Core, and you're listening to the Horror Zone 607. <laughs> To the zone. That is the sweet sounds of the great Loretta Lynn with the song Act Naturally. And that song was featured in the brand new A24 movie X, which Rich and I are fresh out of the movie theaters from seeing this afternoon as we record this. So we're going to be reviewing that movie here coming up in the second half of Horror Zone 607. But before we get to that, there's something I feel like I got to do. I, I, can't, I don't know what it could be. Ah, oh, that's right. We got a trivia question to answer. And this week's question was, who was the very first person to refer to the killer in Scream as Ghostface? I do believe, and if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I do believe it was Tatum. That is the correct answer. As she said, oh, I'm scared, Mr. Ghostface. That's don't right. kill me. And I don't really think that they referred to him as Ghostface again no. until the fourth movie, no, maybe? No, I don't think it was. I don't think it was a while until they referred to him as Ghostface. But the they first definitely time do in the Ghostface, fifth one, the new one. Yes, they do. But that was the first. That, that definitely was one of the first times. Oh, Mister Ghostface, don't kill me. Yeah. Then again, if they referred to him as Ghostface right away, which they might have, I might have missed it. That would no, be kind of weird because nobody was in that room with her except for the killer, who then dies. The killer in the movie dies. Oh, yeah. Right. That's what I'm pointing out. Yeah. Like, the only person that would have been in there to hear her say, oh, don't kill me, Mr. Ghost. Yeah. However, though, let's look at some of those stab movies that are pretty fucking accurate to what happened in the Scream movies, and nobody was in the room for that. I'm telling you. That's true. The hidden hand. <laughs> yes. We talked about it earlier, but Courtney Cox is coming back. I was wrong. She's not going to be the Crypt Keeper. She's not the storyteller. She is literally the mastermind behind everything. She could be. She, she knew everything. Somebody is. Somebody knew. Somebody's got to be. Somebody knew. If it's not Stu, it's got to be. It's got to be Gail. Well, that brings us to this week's Horror Zone movie review. And as Mike C. said so eloquently, we are going to be talking about the brand new A24 film X that just hit theaters this past week. X. Yes. And uh, before we do, I'm going to give you the, the kind of the way we're going to do things going forward. I mean, we kind of done this before. It's loosely, but this is what's going to be going forward. We are going to first give you all the information about the film. Uh, obviously, there's no spoilers there. Then we were also going to give us give you guys a recommendation with uh, the why or why not non spoiler. 
Then we're going to play a sound drop. And when that sound drops over, we will forewarn you again that it will be in spoiler zone. And then after that, we will be talking about this movie and reviewing it spoiler f- with spoilers. So that means that'll be your cue to come out, cut this, the podcast off. If you go see the movie and want to see it after, or if you uh, just want to hear our take on it first, because you never know. Sometimes people just want to hear the take first and know if they want to go see a fucking movie or not. At least we'll get the people who uh, don't want it spoiled. Right. Some way, people right? like to read the last page of a book first. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So let's go over the info for XX was released March 13th, 2022 at South by Southwest. Couldn't have come out a better time, right? March 18th, 2022 to the rest of the United States at a runtime of 106 minutes. Uh, it's distributed by A24, as we pointed out before. The production companies on board were Little Lamb, Mad Solar Productions, and Braun Studios. Uh, the movie was produced by Ty West, Jacob Jeff, Jeff Key, uh, Kevin Turen, and Harrison Kreese, and it was written and directed by Ty West as well. Cinematographer was Elliot Rocket, Edited by David Kazaroff and Ty West. And music was by Tyler Bates and Chelsea Wolf. And no, not the Tyler Bates from NXT UK. <laughs> uh, this movie stars Mia Goth, Jenna Ortega, Martin Henderson, Brittany Snow, Owen Campbell, Stephen Yuri, and Scott Mercudia, amongst, amongst others. And currently, this does not have on here on uh, Wikipedia, at least, the budget of this film. But it said so far, mind you, is still about, the opening weekend. $13,000, I would say. It's still opening weekend, but according to this, as of today, which we're recording on a Saturday, it's $1.8 million in the box office yeah. so far. All right. With that being said, Mike C., we're going to start kick this off. We're still no spoilers, obviously. Mike C., would you recommend X, yes or no, and why, or why not, depending upon your answer, of course? See, to answer that, I kind of have to give away something in the movie, a little bit of a spoiler. Um, <laughs> you, you don't have to. You can dance around it because it doesn't have to be an exact. You're just giving a recommendation. Um, I don't know because there was actually stuff that I did like about this movie. Right. I think I liked it more than you did. So you're going to be 50-50? Uh, 50-50. Um, I mean, if you're somebody that likes A24 movies, definitely you're going to like this movie. Right. I could agree with that. Um, let's put it this way. There, was, there wasn't many people in the theater. There was uh, a woman that came in by herself that was sitting to the right of you. Yes. I, I'm surprised she didn't come over and snuggle up to you ne- ne- like the uh, one of the characters yes. in the movie did. The two rows um, in front of us, there was two older people who were sitting a chair apart. So yes. I, I think they were together. I think they may have hated each other. Um, and then there was a, a full row almost gr- in front of a us. A group of a five group. or six. And I would say roughly an hour and five minutes into the movie, one of the guy gets up, and I'll have you imitate what he says. Literally, the guy gets up an hour and five. With all of his uh, food and everything. He's got got food. He's got nachos. I think there was some popcorn, maybe some candy, a drink. And he stands up very loudly in the theater and literally says, yeah, this is some nasty shit. Fuck this. I'm out. And that his whole group happened. left. The rest all, of the group was they very got up quiet. about two minutes later. Yeah, very the rest quietly. of the group was got up very quietly about two minutes later. But he was like, "Yeah, this is this is some nasty shit." I don't think Fuck he liked them out. I don't know yeah. that any of them did. No, I don't think so. <laughs> you want you don't leave movies you like. Yeah. Uh, so going to, to piggyback off your recommendation, I will also agree. If you're an A24 fan, you're probably going to like this film. So uh, if you're listening, Professor and Maestro, you guys are probably all in. I guarantee you they're going to the, the Maestro. The Maestro's definitely going to love this movie. I have no doubt in my mind about that. I did not hate this movie completely, just to answer your question, but if you're asking me as a normal casual horror fan, if I would recommend this to a normal casual horror fan, the answer would be no. Yeah, I would agree with because that. Because a normal casual horror fan is not going to like this movie. No. Uh, if you are a fan of like A24 films, so you're on the artsier side, 
and you're a fan of horror because there is horror in this movie. Yes. I would say that I recommend it to you as well. Uh, like I said, the casual fan is going to be like the guy in front of us. Yeah. Me, me, I did, like I said, I didn't hate this movie. I'll probably surprise you with my rating because I didn't hate this movie. Uh, with that being said, I wouldn't recommend it to the casual horror fan. The hardcore horror fan, I'm kind of on the fence about. Once again, if you're a hardcore horror fan and you like A24 films, this movie's for you. If you're a hardcore horror fan and you tend to not like horror A24 films, which is there's a subset like myself, like you, who don't really like A24 films and we're hardcore horror fans then this movie is probably one you should sit out or at least wait wait until you, until you can get it on streaming service you know yeah when it's um, when it's not going to cost you I wouldn't pay nineteen ninety nine to yeah, buy this I, movie. I mean, I have the unlimited pass at Regal, so as, as everybody knows, I didn't pay something. But I did buy Mike C because he came out with me. His ticket and his ticket was nine sixty on a Saturday for a matinee, which is a matinee. Normal times is like eleven fifty or twelve bucks. I don't know if I could. I don't know if we weren't doing the movie if I would have paid price for it. With my unlimited pass, it's hard for me to say pay a price because I pay a, a one right. monthly fee. So I just go to see movies sometimes just to go see movies uh, because I enjoy movies and you know I enjoy being in the theater. So and I sometimes go see extra stuff, but I'm just going to throw it out there. So though I recommend this for A24 fans and people who are into artsier films. I do not recommend this at all for casual horror fans. And I would say for the hardcore fans, once again, if you lean towards liking, like if you're all right with A24 films, it's worthwhile to see. If you're not, then just play it as it comes out on stream. That's just my spoiler-free interpretation. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I'd agree with that. And one other thing I'll just kind of add in there. With, I, don't, I don't really consider this to be a spoiler, but if you're a fan of the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, if you're a fan of, I would say, more uh, Rob Zombie's House of a Thousand Corpses than... The Devil's Rejects, but like a combination maybe of those two films along with Texas Chainsaw and then throw in A24's artsy, fartsy twist on everything. You got this movie. Well, that's what I said during Patreon break. I said this yeah. is basically opens as the Texas Chainsaw Massacre and then it switches over at some point to a more artsy film. It switches over to a Cinemax softcore porn, uh, which is promised kind of in the title. And then it turns into a slasher film, kind of. Yeah, that's the best way I can describe it without spoiling it. Of course, we're going to jump into the spoiler section here in a second. So if you guys are of no interest in seeing this movie, if you guys don't care if it gets spoiled for you or if you've seen this movie, then after I play this drop, stay along. Hear what we have to say about this with spoilers included. If you would like to see this movie before, this is where you should stop the podcast. Thank you guys for listening so far. Come back to this podcast after you see X and see if you agree or disagree with us because that's always how we like to do it. But as of right now, we're going to play the spoiler drop. And when we come up on the other side, we'll be talking spoilers about X. I think that song was in the movie, actually. <laughs> it should have been. Uh, let me see. Let me start this off. I love the cinematography of this film. Yes, I agree with that 100%. I like the grainy 70s style shot. It takes place in 1979. There is no excuse for them to make another Texas Chainsaw Massacre prequel or anything that doesn't look like the original, because this movie did look a lot like the original Texas Chainsaw. And as we both discussed, I love the soundtrack. The house and everything looked like it. The soundtrack and cinematography. The soundtrack was great. And, and of course, the feel. I liked the area. I liked it. Once again, though, it definitely gives you the vibe of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Like, so... It, the whole way around. So we open this film. Well, kind of, kind of in a way. We open this film at a titty bar. <laughs> burlesque. Yeah. Sorry, it says burlesque, but burlesque. it's a titty bar. Uh, in with, 1975. With one of our... 1979. 79. No, it was 79. Because oh, I saw they, that wrong. Yeah. I don't they, have good eyes. <laughs> no, it was 1979. I promise you. Uh, so anyways, in 1979, 
This is a burlesque club in Houston, Texas. And we open up with one of our main female heroines uh, snorting cocaine. <laughs> yes. Of course, Mia that Goth. would be Mia Goth playing Maxine. She's snorting some coke. Uh, her boyfriend comes in, asks her if she's ready. I knew he looked familiar, too, and I couldn't put my finger on it. That was Martin Henderson, who's always great. That was Martin Henderson, by yeah. the way, who plays Wayne. Wayne. He was in the ring. He was in this movie. By the way, if you guys are interested, uh, so we get to the van. Because I want to introduce the rest of the cast because there's one person in this cast I got to give a big shout out to because I thought he did a great job and you guys would probably be surprised by who it is. Uh, so uh, when they get to the van, we kind of meet the rest of the characters who are going to be our main characters, of course, and that would be uh, Brittany Snow who plays Bobby, Lane, Bobby Lynn. She is uh, kind of your blonde-headed sex pot, if you will. She was she, awesome. She also works at the club. We have the movie producer people, which would be Owen Campbell who plays RJ. And his girlfriend, RJ, Ann, played by Jenna Ortega, or a.k.a. Church Mouse. Church Mouse. Church Mouse a lot. And the last person in the group plays Jackson Hole, who is our black porn star, is played by none other than the great DJ Kid Cudi. So Kid Cudi, actually, he did a great job in this movie. I want to throw that out there. That's why it's surprising. I don't know who that is. You don't know who Kid Cudi is? Day and night? Day and night. Yeah. No? Okay. No. Anyways, Kid singer? Cudi, he's a singer, DJ, makes beats stuff. Good stuff. Anyways, Kid Cudi's in the movie, so... If you you guys, see a lot of him. Uh, we hopefully if that's <laughs> if, if that's him, much respect, brother. Much respect. <laughs> that scene was great. I just want to say you and I just started laughing at the same time. Oh fuck yeah! It's just hanging, uh, dude. He was swinging in that scene. We're skipping ahead. It a little was bit, just a silhouette of his, him. His, his silhouette is far enough back, but you can see what appears to be his giant, massive dong swinging <laughs> in between. He's like it reminded me of DMX in Belly when you get the shot of him walking <laughs> through the house, dick swinging. I'm just sewing it out there. Just throwing it out there. So anyways, these folks are going to make a porno flick at a farm in Texas in the countryside. And don't forget that they drive a van that says plowing service. Yes, the van says, I was going to get to that. So once again. It looks like the mystery so machine. Now they get on, so once they get on the road, this gives you the vibes of Texas Chainsaw. You have a car with <laughs> two, Excuse four, me. six, seven people in it. A van, I should say. Sorry. Six and they're people, drive. Yep. Is it six? It's no, seven. Because isn't there... There was three couples. No, it's three couples. Six. You're right. You're right. Sorry. You're right. So they're driving through the back hills of Texas, which, you know, that's fucking Texas Chainsaw. And they go past the fucking cow that gets slaughtered by a truck on the road, which I don't understand why that was a thing, but uh, it was a thing. And then that brings us to finally getting to this farmhouse. Once we get to the farmhouse, we meet the old man who is played by Stephen Urie Howard. By the way, Stephen Urie is a young man in prosthetics for this movie. I had a feeling. And it looked good. It, look at this. I see a picture. Actually, these, there, there he is right there. Stephen Urie played Howard in this movie. He's a young man who, who they made look very old. Very, very old. Yeah, he had to be 100 years old. Oh, it was, it was, it was pretty rough. So with that being said, we end up getting to uh, where, where we're going to have the movie take place. And that's this old farmhouse in the backwoods of Texas. And yeah, from the moment we get there, you know, they start making a porno and yes, if you're looking for titties, if you if ever want to see Britney for, snow naked, you're you, going to see Britney snow naked. In lots this movie. of naked. 
Lots of naked. Mia Goth. You're going to see Mia Goth naked. You are not going to see Jenna Ortega naked. Though. Nope, they cut that right into they fact, cut that. Just one thing I saw on Twitter last night. There's a girl that I follow on there that does like all kinds of makeup, and she she's a super, super hardcore horror fan. And she she retweeted something. She's like freaking out on some guy. This guy based his review on this as, Every girl in that movie, including the old lady in the movie, is naked, but Jenna Ortega. This movie's a zero out of ten. <laughs> I don't want to go that far, but I, I just thought it was weird because uh, we'll get there in a second because we're just kind of going through step by step the movie uh not the we're not gonna you know we're gonna miss over spots on purpose it's not like there's there's a lot of dead time in this movie that's gonna be one of the complaints yeah this is uh slow burn doesn't quite uh so they start filming the porno and stuff and at the meantime you have this feeling that the old man and his wife who you get to see in a window at first and then lurking at second are fucking weird as shit uh as they film this i mean at one point in juncture uh uh mia goth goes uh skinny dipping and then she's like, they have the Jaws moment where mm-hmm. like they're following this alligator following her. Now, mind you, when we see the house, because afterwards she goes into the house that uh, these these old this old couple lives in. When you see that house, it gives you instant Texas Chainsaw Massacre oh, yeah. vibes. There's a the long hallway. The interiors even look like it. Yeah, the staircase. The staircase down. There's a long hallway that leads into a kitchen area. It's 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 pretty much the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Now, and, mind you, you know, obviously there's no it was sliding. Obviously, it was. There's no sliding door or anything like that. But obviously, they. Well, once again, when we said that this movie is the Texas Chainsaw Massacre or looks like it, that is why. Right. And also on top, and of course, the grainy foot, the grainy 1970s style filming of it also makes it look like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I should forget. I actually forget when we open the movie, it's the end of the movie. They That's open right. with the end of the movie where the sheriff showing up and you don't see who's underneath this one blanket. He pulls it up. He sees who's underneath. But you see a couple of covered bodies. You see blood everywhere. And then they say, oh, you need to see this in the basement. And he goes down in the basement and they look towards the wall. You don't ever get to see it at that point. And then it cuts to the, the burlesque shop. I should have said that. Right. So much like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, it opens with the end of the movie. Well, the remake, I should say. Sorry. The 2003 remake opens with the end of the film. Remember, they, it's right as they come in. Oh, the cops the house. are and then doing the a end, documentary. Yeah, yeah. And at the end is when we see Leatherface run by him. Right. And John Lerkick goes, that was the last time anybody <laughs> saw. Like, Anyways. So basically, they they, they kind of uh, borrowed that from the 03 remake. ending the Starting the movie with the end without showing you anything, really. I mean, the carnage and stuff, but nothing. So next up, we ended up having, uh, uh, going back to the story, she goes skinny dipping, you see this alligator thing, obviously foreshadowing. Yes. <laughs> it doesn't get to her. You think it's going to. It looks very Jaws-esque. Cool scene. So Brittany Snow's time is done in the porn world. And I do, hence skin of back, softcore porn. Like when I say softcore porn, I mean she is naked. You definitely see like an insertion thrust. Not you don't see it go in because softcore porn, but you know what I mean. Yeah. And she makes the sound for insertion, and then you see the fucking like legs on the thing. Yeah. Drilling away. So it is softcore porn. Moral. Yeah. This no. It's this not could even have been less. on Skinamax. This, is, this yes. is soft porn. Softcore porn. Yeah. So then she comes back and she she meets the old lady for the first time. This is the first time we've gotten a good look at the old lady, other than lurking whether in the window or behind her. And she goes to the house and she offers her lemonade and they have lemonade together. And she tells her this about how she used to be beautiful. She used to be a dancer. And then she touches her. And then the old man comes home. He goes, she goes, Shh, this is our secret. Fucking weird. Yeah. So she exits out the side door, dodges the old man. So he doesn't see her. She runs back to the thing. When she gets back, you get the jump scare of her boyfriend, Wayne, uh, going, 
We've been looking all over for you. It's time for your scene. Is it just me or did he look like Owen Wilson? A little bit. <laughs> a more jacked version a of Jack Owen Wilson. A jacked, Owen Very Wilson. jacked. Uh, we find that out. We're going to talk about that scene. Don't worry, brother. Don't worry. <laughs> so anyways, she goes into this room. She's freaked out, but she gets changed into her stuff. She puts her makeup on. She snorts some more cocaine. Snorting cocaine is her thing, obviously. Yeah, she does that a few times. And then they go and sneak into the barn. And we get her sex scene with Jackson in the barn. Because everybody, the only male getting They're, fucked in this movie yeah. is Jackson. Well, the movie's called The Farmer's Daughters. Yeah, and it, yeah. So next thing you know, she's, you know, she, uh, it's as cheesy as you think a 70s. They did a good job of this. It's a cheesy 70s porno setup. She's like, oh, I don't want to bother my dad, but, but I could give you a ride. And the next thing you know, she's fucking, he's on top of a hay bale with a fucking blanket over it. She's on top, titties hanging out, riding that dick. And once again, True, true skin of Max softcore porn. There's grinding. You see the ass going. It looks like real simulated sex. And then outside the window, we see the old lady staring in, brother. Yes, she is. It was fucking creepy, man. Little. Uh, by the way, her. If you remember, her eye makeup done. Yeah, she did she it like put hers. A dress. Yeah, she was trying to be sexy again. She was this trying old, to look like me again. This old lady, baby, was trying to be sexy again. So she goes back to the house, and she tries to seduce Howard. Her the old man. And guess what? His plumbing don't work no more, brother, because he's got heart problems. That's yep. what we find out there. She's all worked up. She's all hot and bothered, baby. But the old man's like, you know, I can't do that. I got heart problems. I could have a heart attack. It's pretty much how he says it, too. That's it sounded, too. So we go back to the house, and at this point in juncture, they're having a wonderful catered meal for a film site. Mike, see, do you remember what they were having? They were having mayonnaise with cheese and ham cut off of a thing sandwich, just on white bread, on Wonder Bread. Batter. Yeah, it was on the Wonder Bread. Yeah, so they're having that while drinking some cheap. That's ass- how you cater a porn film. Yeah, while drinking some cheap ass beer, they're all they're all uh, hunkering down. You know, the two, the 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 Wayne, who is the boyfriend, by the way, of Maxine Mia Goth's character. Yes, who just had on film the bull servicing her, if you will, <laughs> and then and, and then Bobby Lynn and Jackson. They're kind of an on again, off again couple, we find out. And then Jenna Ortega's character, Lorianne, is with RJ, the film guy. But they're not sitting together, which is funny how this is. I'll give them this for the artsiness. Very good shooting. Because throughout the, the throughout this first part, we've seen Lorianne kind of checking out Jackson, kind of checking out the sex. You can kind of tell. Good job of shooting this because you can kind of tell what she's holding the boom mic. Because that's what she's there to do is help. She's kind of getting turned on. You can kind of see it. You know what I mean? Very subtle, but very good. I'll give him credit. Well, here's the, finally, she starts, you know, she's staring over at uh, Mia Goss, uh, Maxine, and saying, you know, she's like, finally, Mia, Mia, Mia Goss, like, why, why are you looking at me? Stop. Like, seriously, if you've got something to say, say it. So finally, she speaks up, because that's why they call her church mouse. She speaks up and says, you know, how do you guys, you know, you know, the sex, how can you watch somebody you love get banged by somebody else? And they kind of explain to her, you know, sex is sex. Love is love. Sex is sex. You know, you're going to adventure. Eventually, one day, we'll be too old to fuck, which is kind of paralleling at the same time because they did these artsy cuts. What's going on when the old lady's taking her makeup off and is very upset that she's not having sex? So it kind of parallels at the same time because they're also doing a uh, they do an acoustic version of uh, Landslide, which is actually pretty beautiful. Yeah. Britney Snow saying that. Yeah. She has a great voice. Very good. That was really her. It was very good. Very good. Uh, Of course, the the Jefferson Airplane version of, of, of Landslide, not the. Uh, Smashing Pumpkins version, which is still not. Jo- it was uh, 
Stevie Nicks. It's Stevie Nicks. Well, yeah, but it's, they still think it was for, wasn't it for Jefferson? Was no. She in that, that uh, time? Fleetwood Mac. She, Fleetwood Mac. That's what it was. See, why am I, why am I fucking That's what up? I'm here for. Thank you. Well, you're older than me, so you remember this firsthand. <laughs> uh, with that, I was I mean, there. You were there, man. I was a young man then. Uh, so, uh, anyways, getting back to the story. Uh, after the song, and we get this mix in with the old lady taking the makeup off and laying in bed disappointed and upset, Jenna Ortega says, I want to be in the film. To which her boyfriend's like, you can't be in the film. She's like, well, why not? Because earlier in the movie, though, when he, she's talking about, hey, I can't believe we're doing this X-rated film. He's like, don't be. When did you become such a prude? Mm-hmm. She uses that line as a weapon against him. When did you become such a prude? She wants a shot with Jackson. She wants to get the shit fucked out of her because everybody else in this movie has. Yeah. He, of course, has to go outside, and the executive producer is Wayne. And then, of course, we go back inside, and that's where they film the sex scene with, with Jenna Ortega and Jackson, played by Kid Cudi. And we don't see it, but you hear some moaning. She did some voiceover work. And when that happens, it cuts to the old lady waking up. Then it comes back to the house. And this is where the thing becomes a slasher film. This, yeah, an hour and ten minutes into the movie. Yeah, it finally becomes a slasher film. Because everybody's in bed. You see Jackson in bed with uh, Bobby, and they're cuddled and sleeping. You see Maxine in bed with Wayne. They're cuddled and sleeping. And then you cut to Church Mouse. Lori Ann in bed by herself, pass the fuck out because she got deep dicking, bro. That's <laughs> a, I wanted to say that to you in the theater. I'm like, this is how. Okay. Before we tell you where RJ is, <laughs> how fucked up is it that this chick, who is supposed to be the good girl, gets that deep dicking? No remorse for her boyfriend. No remorse at all. She's sleeping it off because she got dicked down. Good. <laughs> judging by how everybody else got fucked in this movie, and judging by the fact that I bet her boyfriend wasn't a good lay, that was probably the best dick of her life. Uh, and and to prove it, Mike, she is. Pa- Am I wrong? She's she was out, cold. out. Meanwhile, Jackson's not in bed. RJ. Had, RJ. Sorry, I said Jackson. RJ is not in bed. He is in the shower playing the fucking crying game. Crying. Yes. Yes. Like remember the crying game? The scene for yeah. that. That's exactly what I thought of. It was the crying game. He was. He was. He was hunched over, crying with the water running over him. Too bad we don't have Boy George. Uh, the crying game. Oh, dude. Right uh, here. That would have been perfect. That would have <laughs> been perfect. I, I wish I would have thought about me saying that before I said it. <laughs> but, but, he then gets mad, and he grabs the keys to the van, and he says, "Fuck all these people." They can kiss my ass. She can have them. They ain't going to have a way out of here, daddy. And he goes to the van. He starts the van up. He goes to pull away. And the old lady standing in front of him. And he goes over to the old lady. And he asks her if she needs help. Because that's what you would do. And she starts coming on to him. She's kissing the neck. She's reaching in, trying to give him the old Tuggerooski, brother. And he pushes her off and says, no, thank you. Let's go find your husband, get you back to bed. Unfortunately, he didn't realize the old lady had a knife, and she stabs this motherfucker in the neck. Right in the jugular. And as he's bleeding now, asking for help, she, she mounts him and proceeds to continue to pull the knife in and stab him out to the fact that he, she decapitates him. Yes. He is decapitated. Yeah, that was a very graphic. And then she does a dance. This she danced because she was a dancer. RC. She comes back and dancing. Meanwhile, don't fear the reapers playing in the background. <laughs> <laughs> then she turns the van off, and the killing field begins. Because now, finally, Church Mouse rolls over, and then no RJ, so she's like, oh, where did RJ go? <laughs> like, she woke up out of her deep-dicking sleep. <laughs> now she's missing her boyfriend. That's an actual state of sleep. It is. It is. It there's is. REM, and then there's that. Uh, I wish I could say ask my wife, but I don't know. You'd have to ask her. Anyways. 
<laughs> so anyways, we get to the, this is where we get to the part where she's outside and then Wayne comes out. And this is why we bringing this up. When we said he's a more jacked Owen Wilson, he comes outside and Mike C, what is Wayne wearing when he comes outside? He has got the best pair of tidy whiteies you'll ever see. I, I almost thought they were bikini cut. They're not, the, they're not the thong cut. They're, they I were they thong were, cut, but. You could definitely see the package. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to say. Like, like a plastic. Wayne, uh, dude, Wayne was well endowed. Package I know, holder on I don't know if his. In the I think real Big life, Bear uh, Trading Company may say, have made I don't them. Know if, I don't know if he had a cup or some fake shit in there or if he was, you know, if that's him, all him. <laughs> but he's just kind of standing there like, and well, he's seems ja- to be the problem dude, he's there. He's all bronzed and jacked up and <laughs> blonde. <laughs> like, man, I'm like, fuck, I might take him home. Fuck. <laughs> shit. So she's like, oh, man. I, he's like, I'll talk to him in the morning. Just go back to bed. It's okay. He, he's, a, he's a young boy. He doesn't know how to handle these situations. And she goes, but I, I just don't want him to leave me. I'm like, bitch, you should have thought about that before you fucked Jackson. Like, he told you no. <laughs> like, you can't be like, I don't want him to leave. But then you did the thing that made him you leave. You did what you did. So as we get to this point, he goes, fine, I'll help you. He suckered in. So she goes off towards the main house. And he goes off in his tidy whiteies towards off, the barn. By the way, never gets dressed or nothing. He's no, he's in his tidy whiteies. No, no shoes, just tidy whiteies. Just walking. He through. goes towards the barn. He's like, "RJ, <laughs> brother, my man." Two rules. Two rules about dating women. Do you remember those? <laughs> I don't even know what they were. There was like, like two rules about no women. sex, uh, no drugs or alcohol, and you can't say I'll be right back. Nah, I, no, I think no. that was them. No, I think I can't remember what it was exactly, but I think the second one, the second one was just ridiculous. Yeah, it was I can't just remember. some real funny shit. But anyways, so he goes there and she goes up to the house. When she goes up to the house, the old man Howard comes out and he says, "Ah, well, the light comes up." When she goes, she's like, "What are you doing?" And she goes, "Oh, I'm looking for my boyfriend." He goes, "Oh, well, my wife has disappeared." Can you help me find her? She wanders off. She gets confused. So she goes, oh, okay. So she comes in. You know, she goes in the house. He's in the fucking barn. And then the part that made Mike see sque- a little bit, a little bit squeamish. A little bit. He steps on a nail. Yeah, I didn't like that. I was like, yep, yep, they did that. And they foreshadow this shit. They did it. They foreshadow this shit. Yes, they did. You saw it coming the whole way. They foreshadow. He steps on the nail. And then he pulls it out using a fucking light. Uh, and then and then he starts looking through these holes in the side of the bar because he hears a noise. He's like, RJ? RJ, is that you? Guess what happens? Mike, see what happens when he looks through these holes? Uh, I believe it was a pitchfork that she stuck through the holes directly into both of his eyes. That's correct. That, that is happened. correct. That, that happens happened. in the movie. Meanwhile, back at the house, General Ortega's character, Lori Ann, gets told by the old man, hey, I only have one flashlight, but I have another one. It's in the basement. Go down to the basement on my workbench and get the flashlight. Of course, it's a creepy-ass basement. Of course. Who would have listened? Now, at this point in juncture, we don't know that the old man's in on this. <laughs> right. But guess what? We find out very soon that he is because after she goes down and finds the, the light and she comes back up the stairs, the door is locked. Yes. The door is locked. And then she goes back downstairs. She finds and turns on a light. And what happens, Mike? See, there is some missing person. Chain to the wall. Chain to the wall. Naked. Naked. And yeah. By the way, unsnipped, if you guys are wondering. Yeah. Unsnipped. I know everybody was wondering on this show. Ant Eater in all its glory, baby. (laughs) It did look like an Ant Eater. So now the old man goes off, and that's when we get to see the glorious hog of Jackson from a distance. (laughs) Because he's butt naked. He hears a noise. He gets up. He walks to the door because he sees the old man's flashlight, and he's just standing there, dick just flapping in the breeze, baby. Uh, If you had a dick that big, though. You would let that flap in the breeze, I guarantee you. Well, yeah, why wouldn't you? Anyways, he goes and puts his skivvies on. 
My his words, not mine. Yeah, he he did say he put my skivvies on. And then they go to try to find the wife. Uh, the old man tells him, "I only got one flashlight." So they go to find a wife. Meanwhile, the old lady comes to the fucking uh, the bunkhouse that they're staying in, and this is where. By the way, if you are wondering the moment, sorry, what are you looking at? I just realized in the movie. I wondered if it was the case. Do you know who plays Pearl, the old lady? No, Mia Goth. Oh, Mia Goth is, is Pearl. She too. was Pearl. There I'm like go. looking through this, like where is she? Ladies I thought gentlemen. that it resembled her. Ladies and gentlemen, Mia Goth plays two roles in this movie. Uh, so, anyways, and she sleeps with herself because <laughs> this is where this is. By the way, this is the point in the movie where the people in front of us go, Ah, fuck, this is nasty. <laughs> I'm out of here. Good night, everybody. Uh, because this is where uh, Pearl gets in bed, strips down naked, and gets in bed with the topless because she still has those sheer nice panties from the 70s. Yes. Uh, similar to the ones that we see in uh, Friday the 13th Part 2, remember? Oh, yeah. Where she goes and gets herself freshened up because yeah, she thinks she's going to some, some, wear, some wheelchair dick, you know what yeah. I mean? Before he takes the one of the greatest kills of all time. Yes. And she also meets her demise. Anyways, so she's wearing a black form of those. Just so you guys know. Just so you know. That's what that's the kind of deep. They were chic. They were chic. So she starts cuddling up. She's got blood on her too, so she get blood all over. It's fucking weird, man. But this is where the people in front of us literally were like, This is this is some nasty shit. Fuck this shit. I'm out. Um <laughs> And uh while this is happening, Jackson is off with the old man Howard trying to find Pearl. And uh he says to him before they split, he goes, Ah, it'd be easier if we just split off. He's like, well, I only have one light, one gun, and there's gators out there. He's like, listen, man, I served two tours in Vietnam. Looking, I know how to find shit. He's like, I once spent 48 hours in a row looking for lamb mines and a rice paddy in the dark. There's, there's nothing, you know, this ain't got nothing. I'll find her. So they split off. And as they split off, you see that the old man's on the other side. He's on the one side, and they, he finds a bug, a Volkswagen bug that is sunk into the swamp with a light split. So it looks very recent. Maybe that's where that poor gentleman is chained in the uh, basement is. So then, then Jackson sees that the light is in the middle of the swamp. He's fierce for the old man. So he goes diving into the swamp. He pulls out the light. The old man's not there. The old man turns around because before he leaves, he goes, once a Marine, always a Marine. So the old man says, once a Marine, always a Marine when he gets back. Then he goes on, it's people like you. Come here and you get her all worked up. She thinks, I can't do it anymore. You must think it's nice because you can go around and do whatever you want. We're like, holy shit, this guy's taking turns. We got our motive. And he goes, he goes, he goes, fuck. So these are basically just hoardy old people, bro. Yeah. That's, that's what the motive is. That's their is. motive, and they just can't do it anymore. And he blows Jackson the fuck away with a shotgun blast to the right chest. In front of right us. right dead, 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 dead on, too. Blood all that's over the it. old man. That's it. So then he goes back, and he finds... Well, first of all... Uh, I like how you're talking like a Texan now throughout the, yeah, this it's description. Fun. It's fun. I, I like it. I go into that <laughs> a little bit. So then we go back to the bunkhouse, and we got... We got... We got... Maxine laying in bed with Pearl, and she wakes up finally, and she's staring face to face with old ass Pearl. She screams. Pearl scurries out the hallway. Bobby Lynn almost runs into her coming out. She gets in there. You know, she gives the line from the the trailer. Oh, that old lady was in bed one day. She was. By the way, I want to point out this movie takes place over a twenty four hour period of time. Was it even that long? No, because remember when they were at the the burlesque thing? It says twenty four oh, hours yeah. earlier. That's right. So. uh she comes out, and then uh, Bobby Lynn goes outside to try to find the guys because they realize nobody else is there. So as she comes out, she ends up seeing Pearl standing on the uh, pier. Yes. The little, the little pier on the on the river, pond, whatever. Pond, yeah. Maybe lake, maybe small lake, whatever it is. Anyways, where the gators were. 
yeah. earlier in the movie. Remember I said foreshadowing? Yeah. So she puts her blanket her because she had a blanket around her. She puts it around Pearl, says, oh, it's okay. I'll help you. I thought about being a nurse because my grandmother, you know, forgets things. And she says, I don't need your fucking sympathy. That's what Pearl says. It's and great. And wound up in cold cocked her. And yeah, she smacks her and he, she goes, get out of my way. You know, I just try to be nice to you. That's what Bobby Lynn says. And Pearl then says to her, she's like, yeah, you know, you run around being a whore. You think that, you know, whatever. Some of us wish we could, you know, take whatever back. And it ends up, Pearl pushes Bobby Lynn into the fucking pond, whatever the shit is. And a fucking gator gets her ass, baby. Immediately. A it was just waiting for dinner. Ass. And there's a lot of blood. It's fucked up. Yep. And that's when Howard finds Pearl. And they're standing on the pier. And he says, well, I got one in, uh, as they walk to the bunkhouse. And now this is when uh, Maxine decides she's going to fucking hide. <laughs> At this moment, finally, after washing blood off herself, after nobody else is there, she finally decides she's going to hide. So she goes and hides. We don't know where she is at the time. And these two are having a conversation the whole way to the bunkhouse and into the bunkhouse where they're talking about, you know, like, oh, I killed three. I got three of them and we got whatever. And he's just like, no, nope, no, nope, there's four because I got one in the basement. <laughs> he's just like, that's not the one I wanted. So he's like, oh, well, we'll worry about that when we get back there. Let's find this. And so they go into the, the room where she was and the window's open. Nobody's in there. And that's <laughs> if they, those people who thought it was nasty before would have stayed. Yeah. Mike C., I want you to describe what happens next. I need you to describe this. You don't have to be super whatever, but what happens in this bedroom between Pearl and Howard? And by the way, before you go there, Maxine is under this fucking bed. Yeah. Mike, what happens? I lost my innocence. That's what happens. Oh, my goodness. I believe I said to you, this movie just went off the rails. And this is after everything else just happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is when the movie goes off the rails because we have full-on old man and old woman Hardcore, uh, getting it on. Softcore porn. Yeah, there's so, uh, there's nudity. We see there's... we see the old lady's nasty, saggy deuces. Yeah, we see we see we see old Howard's fucking. Old, uh, next thing you know, she's spread eagle. Yeah, and how old Howard's got his pants around his knees. Yeah, so we see his old fucking age spot ass. Yeah, and we see it thrusting. We and see you hear it. the noises and you, you, oh, it was so bad. It was it awful. Was the most, it was the most unappetizing thing I've ever seen. By the way, yeah, yeah. That's why if you're um. If you're expecting a great movie and you're not an A24 fan, you may want to skip this movie. It uh, it goes off the rails at that point. So now we go into the final girl circuit because Maxine now, while they're fucking, and by the way, Pearl says, and I quote, fuck me, Howard. Fuck me real good, Howard. That's what this old lady's saying to him. Am I wrong? Uh, no. no. I wish I happens. was. It happened. It'll be burned in my mind forever. <laughs> Maxine crawls out of the bed because obviously they're too busy to know. 70 years from now, out. this could be you. That could be. Come back. She crawls out of the room on her belly. They don't pay attention because they're too busy getting it on. She runs up to the house and she goes to get into the van where she realizes the knife isn't a tire. The keys are not in it. And then she looks over and she sees RJ's decapitated ass in front of it. Yeah. So that sends her into the house because she hears screaming. Uh, Lorianne screaming from the house. So she goes in the house, and earlier in the movie, Lorianne had hatcheted her way, tried to get through the door, and Howard caught her and bashed and broke her fucking fingers pretty badly with a uh, butt of a gun. Yeah. So she goes in, and Maxine lets Lorianne out of the basement. Lorianne says, this is all your fucking fault. She's like, listen, we got to stick together. We got to find a way out of here. And she's like, Lorianne's like, no, no, this is all your fault. Everything that happened. I should have never followed you people. I should have never done this. This is why bad things are happening. Now everybody's whatever. So she runs. She goes, get back here and be quiet. What are you doing? We got to go. She's like, fuck you. And runs out the door into a shotgun blast of the face. Yes. 
which looked phenomenal, by the way. It looked very real. <laughs> it looked very real. That's but what I would expect you, it would look mind like. Mind you, we're looking at we're looking at it from the viewpoint of of Maxine. So she runs out the door, and it's just like. As soon as she goes down the hall and out the front door. As soon as she, the door opens, it's boom. Her head fucking flies back. Blood splatters everywhere, and she's down. But we're looking at it from a distance, and I thought that was a perfect shot. Once again, cinematography in this movie, great. So then old man Howard says to Pearl, hey, we got to bring this body in because if it's legal to kill him if they're in the house, we don't know until we can clean up. Self-defense if it's till, in the house. If, until we can clean up tomorrow. You know, if the cops should show up, you know, oh, the cops aren't going to come. We can dispose of it like everybody else. So this ain't their first rodeo, as we find out. Right. And she said, he says, yeah, but in case they come before we get to clean it up, at least, you know, we'll be we'll covered. And she's like, okay, good. So he pulling his, he's pulling in fucking Lorianne. And then she we find out she's not quite dead. She does a death gargle. Yeah. <laughs> Scares the shit out of the old man. He has a heart attack, slumps against the wall, and fucking dies. Yeah. Yeah, what he does with Pearl earlier, 10 minutes earlier, doesn't give him the heart attack. What he's worried about doesn't, but that gurgle finished well, him Well, you know off. what? I think the, the, it probably played in because his heart yeah. was already racing. Yeah. Now he's lifting. Now he's pulling in a girl. He goes, because remember, he goes, ah, she's heavier than she looks. Yeah. And then she scared the shit out of him because she said wasn't quite dead yet. <laughs> she died right after, by the way. And then that's when uh, Maxine reveals herself with a revolver, which we heard earlier in the movie had no bullets in it. <laughs> yes. And she walks up and she's pointing the gun at Pearl and she Pearl's like oh help me he's having a heart attack he's just like fuck you where are the keys to the truck to their truck they're they're out there next to the lamp but you gotta help me he's having a heart attack he's all I got she's like well fuck you lady you killed all these people like like so then she's like pointing the gun at her she's like you know what and so then Pearl's talking shit about you just like I was you did all these decisions you were a whore just like me so we're finding out shit Pearl was not just a dancer she was also a whore back in the day by the way looked hot in those pictures now we know why, because it was Mia Goth the whole time. Yep. So anyways, she points the gun at her. She pulls the fucking trigger. Guess what happens? Nothing, because the fucking gun's unloaded. But then Pearl <laughs> picks up the shotgun. It goes to shoot her. And Pearl <laughs> probably never shot a shotgun before, because Pearl pulls the trigger, does not hit her, because uh, she dives out of the way. Hits the mirror, but the the fucking kick from the gun knocks Pearl through the screen door and off the porch. <laughs> she flew at least 20 feet. <laughs> and on the TV, we hear a, a preacher. This preacher's like, and then the Lord will lead you into or some about what of his salvation. If you, if you take the Lord's salvation, he will protect you or something. Like, and that's what I call divine intervention. <laughs> so... Uh, when, when Maxine gets up, she hears this, and she walks out the door. Now, mind I noticed you, that Maxine kept looking at the TV yeah. in the house as well as at the gas station. The same preacher was on at the gas station. Right. They were, we're at the beginning that of the movie. Second. That, that, once again, that's Keep that in back. mind. Keep that in mind, yeah. She walks past Pearl. Pearl's like, help me. She's like, I got a broken hip. She's like, fuck you, lady. Gets in the car, and you knew it was coming, yeah. by the way. Because Pearl's going toward her. You whore, nothing's going to change. Your life will never be different. Fuck you, you whore. And Maxie just puts that fucking truck in reverse and runs her head over and then runs it over again. There ain't nothing it popped left. popped like a grape. There ain't nothing left to her head. And she's driving off and she laughs and goes, huh, divine intervention. Jesus Christ. And snorts a line of coke yep. or snorts a bump of cork off, coke off her hand while she's driving. That's not safe. And she drives away. That's not safe. It's not safe. So the next day. So now we come back to where we were earlier, and it's the sheriff coming back up from the basement, presumably finding the person that was down there. And as he walks by the TV, it fucking recenters on the preacher. And the preacher's still giving a sermon on the thing. And he says, you know what? I'm going to show you all something. And he pulls up 
this cloth off of a picture and sure as shit it's Maxine a picture of Maxine and the preacher goes this is my daughter and she got tempted by the demons and she left me and she's now out there doing all these horrible evil things but that doesn't mean that the Lord can't give her some divine intervention <laughs> so it kicks back around the preacher the fucking sheriff walks out and end movie pretty much yeah. you get the, he, oh no sorry they pull up the, the one deputy comes up with the camera. I got to get the cheesy oh, line. Yeah. He comes up with the camera. Sheriff, I found this down in the bunkhouse. He goes, what do you think's on it? <laughs> Sheriff goes, I'll tell you what. Probably one real fucked up horror film. <laughs> Cut the end credits. Cut the, yeah, that's it. And that's the movie. That's the movie. And I, I, the reason we went step by step through this movie is because we wanted you guys to know how much of Fever Dream is. Once again, cinematography was really good. Yeah, this had really good cinematography. Uh, the acting was actually, for the most part, pretty good throughout this movie, too, I will say. Uh, Mia Goth was good uh, in her role. Um, I thought that Brittany Snow was good in her role. Jenna Ortega played the good role, you know, as a church must. Jenna Ortega's great. Um, the guys were all pretty good. Martin Henderson was a little bit over the top. A little Wayne. bit, a little bit. But, um, you know, he made it up by walking around in his tidy whities You know, which is what you did in the bronze. Bronze jack body with yeah. a big package, baby. So, yeah, cinematography was great. It definitely was an homage to Texas Chainsaw, but it completely goes a different direction. But at the same time, here's here's what I was thinking the whole time, you know, watching the movie and then when you were kind of, like, rehashing everything that we had just saw. Um, for I just recently... I don't know if that's rain or That not. is a thunderstorm, by the way. Wow. So if that's we lose power, we've lost power before yeah. during a podcast. If we lose power, we lose we power. Lose power. Continue power. on. Um, but... Um, one thing I just read recently is, you know, somebody was talking about the new Texas Chainsaw movie, and they said, you know, how come that we have never seen anything? In fact, it was a, an article that I read about all the Grandpa Sawyers throughout the throughout the series of the Texas Chainsaws, and they made a point about, you know, how come we never got a movie, a prequel that was talking about Grandpa when he was a kid? There's all these stories that the family has about Grandpa. This could actually have been that if it wasn't an A24 movie, this could have actually been a pretty good prequel to the Texas Chainsaw, which was following Grandma and Grandpa Sawyer. This is kind of what I would expect that would that movie would be. This movie would have been set in 69, though. Except but there still... wouldn't have been, like, the, the, the sex fiending. Hopefully not. I hope not, this, anyway. Uh, like, at the end of the day, this movie is about horny fucking people trying to make a porn movie to make them famous and rich. And then these horny old fucking old people who just can't get it up anymore. There was a lot of mirroring that was going there on. There was definitely a lot of mirroring. So, like, it was a very artsy film at the end of the day. Um, I wondered how, before going into this, I told you, I wonder how A24 is going to do a slasher movie. And I was like, if there's some artsy shit to it, I'm going to be kind of disappointed because I don't know if I need that with my slasher film. Right. And uh, this was a little bit more than I bargained for. I yeah. could have done. First of all, the movie was super drawn out. There's yeah, a lot it was of shit very, very slow. Out. Very, very slow. Very, very much. They like to do their their slow burns. I mean, this was like some serious good wax that they used for that candle to, to Dude, burn. Oh my god! Because there was, there it was very, so very much you could have gotten rid of that didn't have any. But that's their shtick. You know, oh, that's know. that's their thing. They like to make these slow burns. Overall, I mean, it. I didn't mind the setup of it. It's where it went. It, although I guess it could have been worse. They could have been like vampires that needed to like drink the blood that's of true. these victims, and it made them younger. That's, that's what I thought was going to happen. I, I Honestly, there was part of me that thought the same thing. Yeah. That thought the same thing. So I just, I, the third act, I wasn't, I, I like the third act. The third act was fine for the most part. I mean, there was some real creepy shit in there. I could have done without the old two, the old couple fucking because it was super <sighs> graphic and you get a bird's eye view of it. Yeah. Um, I was, I could have done without the creepy cuddling scene going on as long as it did. 
Yeah. Because it, 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 the old lady's like making sex noise in her ears. Like, <sighs> like not woman noises. Like 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 a guy who is like, like I, I, I don't really want to say what I want to say, but if, if you have a dirty mind like I do, just... Sounds like how my dog used to sound when he was eating dinner. It kind of was what it sounded like. He was a pit bull. He was a he was a he had a healthy appetite. I'm just saying, drunk <laughs> drunk uncles. We'll leave it at that. Yeah, <sighs> yeah. Like you know, there was definitely some disturbing stuff. I thought that it had some pretty Which is good. Fine. For, for as slow as it was, I thought that it had a good build up, and it actually, I I did think that there was some good suspenseful scenes. That scene with the alligator with Mia Goth in the pond swimming earlier on, the Jaws scene, that was good. But it was up above. Right, it wasn't right, right. from below. It was right, from right, right. Up above. So it was the opposite Jaws scene. But, but that was, was a good it was suspenseful. Still, it was. I liked it. That's there was, was there it was, was definitely some stuff. suspense. Um, you know, there, this wasn't all bad, but it just got so. You know, we we always say how sleazy Friday the Thirteenth Part Five was. This movie kind of made that look like a PG movie in a way. Oh, absolutely. This absolutely. was very, very sleazy. <laughs> well, they definitely did a softcore porn as part of it. Yeah. Like, like literally, this and is Skinamax softcore. Well, but... I get it, but I was... And I'm not offended by it. I, 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 I wanted to see where it went, but there was a couple things that I'm like... It was too far... It was like two different... It was like three different movies. Because you open up with like this Texas Chainsaw kind of-esque movie. Then it switches into a straight softcore porn, and then it switches over into a slasher film. And then, and then it turns over to, you know, for all of you out there that want to imagine what it's like for your great-grandparents to have sex, right. if, if you're into that sort of thing, if you want to see two 90-something-year-old people having sex, this is for you. That was the human centipede moment. Ugh. Like, seriously, that's where they jumped the shark into the human yeah. centipede. But, I mean... The, my thing is, I wish they would have mixed things more together. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, I wish it wasn't like three distinct parts. I wish there was, you know, you could do the setup, the Texas Chainsaw homage setup. That's fine. But then after, I wish there was some of the killing going on while the porno parts were going on. Because I yeah. think that would have made more sense. Instead, it's like literally they made, let's build it up, Texas Chainsaw style. Let's then switch completely over to a Skinamax softcore porn, mixing in some elements of story. And then let's switch it into the slasher film we're actually making. Right. And that is how I, I just don't understand why the compartment, carpet, uh, carpet, you know, compartmentalize. Thank you. I don't know why I can't talk. It's because 30 minutes of that movie, you know, after that movie <laughs> we're recording. Anyways, I feel like I've seen it twice now. I just, I just don't. Those are the things. And mind you, these are my personal opinions. These are Mike's personal opinions. Obviously, other people will have their opinions. And yeah, like I said, if you're into great grandparents having sex, this movie is for you. Yeah. I mean, is there anything else you want to throw in there like this, like or anything else? Because I think we covered the kills were fantastic. Yes. By the way, I will say this: very, very the gruesome. Pitch, the 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 knife kill with the decapitation was cool. Very rageful. It was cool. The pitchfork was probably my favorite, and it's not even because of the best thing. It because it reminded me of a 1970s movie. Think about it. It reminded me of a Sevens horror, horror film. The, he's looking through these holes, and all of a sudden, it's just like, tunk. So it reminded you it was of like watching a Friday the 13th oh, movie. the original Friday the 13th movie. Yeah. It reminded you of watching even like a little bit of Texas Chainsaw in there where there was a couple of those grab-and-go kills. Like when you size open the door and smash them with a hammer, you know it's coming. You kind of feel it's coming, and then it happens. And, and it that's happens. what happens here. You know it's coming, and then it happens, and you're just like, oh, that was really cool. Right. Although when she went in and pokes him with it just to make sure he's dead is kind of fucking yeah. hilarious. Then covers him. She with covers some, him up with hay, hay with it. Yeah, but you know, there, you know, the the shotgun blast was great. That was funny. There were some very uncomfortable kills in the movie. There's oh, yeah, no absolutely. doubt about it. It definitely nailed the slasher parts of it once it got to. Oh it. yeah, like I said, the third act to me was great, with the exception of the old grandpa's having grandpa and grandma having sex. And once again, if they would have taken that out, and and you're gonna be people like, well, you were okay with the young people having sex. Here's the problem. Listen, hear me out. I think everybody has a fear of walking on their parents or their grandparents having sex. And then you have to see that in a movie. 
I can understand why the people in front of us got uncomfortable and left. <laughs> I'm just throwing it out there. I was like, uh, and I don't care about sexiness or stuff. Like I, you, you could have done without the softcore porn stuff if you really want to know, but that's what the movie was predicated upon. But I just didn't need to see that. It was just too much. Right. Like I said, it was really that it went for the gross out moment. And they did that on purpose because it's not like they did them up. Like it was like some normal old looking people. Like they had age spots and they were ugh. Like, it was on purpose. Yeah, it was good makeup. Especially when you see the fact that both the people who played those older people were younger people in prosthetics. Right. So, I'm just... I just... Uh, and you could tell. Yeah. I, I knew. I knew. Oh, you could tell I, as well. I wondered if it was me. You know what? I actually always, almost thought that the old lady was because of her voice. Like her grandmother? Lynn Shay. It sounded like Lynn Shea, but it didn't look like her, so yeah. I knew it wasn't her. But I, I, at one point, I thought, boy, I wonder if that's Mia Goth. When they, her. when they, when they looked alike, I thought maybe, maybe in the picture, I because, was like, well, yeah, but she kept putting on the makeup yeah, the same yeah. way and everything. I mean, but I was thinking maybe that's like her grandma or something. We're gonna find out some more that because I, I, I thought that. they were gonna do some of those weird twists. I'm glad they didn't. I'm yeah, for that. But yeah, I don't know. I just it, before we give our review, before we give our review, let's check out what the internets have given us, shall we? Let's do it. This has got a 7.6 out of 10 on IMDb. This is at sitting at a 95% on Rotten Tomatoes. Doesn't surprise me. And it's sitting at an 81% on Google users. By the way, that's low for Google users. Uh, you're, I understand you'd be like 81% low. Google users like a lot of crazy shit, and it's all usually in the 90s. So whenever it's in the low 80s or below, that's kind of like, oh, shit, that's low for Google users. Because true. there's movies out there that are real shitty that they give a 90% for. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's kind of weird that it's that low, in my opinion. So with that being said, Mike C, it's brought us to our part for our critic score. I'll give mine first because I usually like to give you the floor for yours. Uh, at the end of the day, I told you I was going to kind of surprise you with my my critique of this movie because I came on, I said it was bad, and it, but it wasn't the worst thing I've ever watched. I just don't think it was great. I think that I would have liked them to mix some things up a little more. I could have done without some of the stuff that they went for for the obviously gross out factor. Right. I like the kills. I like the action sequences. I even kind of dug the story for what it was. Even though it was all over the place, I dig some craziness, right? Right. But I just it just was weird to me you're watching. like It's kind of like one of those movies where I complain about a lot where it's like the tale of two movies. And in this case, it was a tale of three movies. They literally give you this backstory. It's kind of like Texas Chainsaw into a softcore porn, into a slasher film. And at no point in juncture do you ever feel like any of those sections bleed into the next section with the exception of the old lady looking in on her having sex in the barn right that's the only time it really bleeds together if you really think about it yeah so it's kind of weird so with that being said and also i don't really think all that time that they wasted in my opinion the beginning and the leading up to the softcore porn part they really didn't develop anybody that great i i really you don't really get to know know the characters all you know from these characters is that bobby lynn thinks she's going to be some big celebrity sex magnet same with fucking maxine and then you got church mouse over here who's quiet for most of the movie because you think she's a good girl and then you have her boyfriend who all he can think about is making a movie and proving that a porno film could be art and that's how he's going to launch his film career and then you have wayne who is just using this as a way to get out of debt because he mentions that in the thing so you have like these things and then jackson there is really no explanation for him other than he's got a big dick and fucks <laughs> like am i wrong though no you're right so we never really fall in love with these characters so at the end of the movie you don't really find your the only person you really find yourself cheering for at some point in juncture is Ann. and i'm not sure if that's because she's played by jenna ortega or it's the fact that you feel like the innocent girl got corrupted and now she's paying for it i don't know which one of those two things because honestly i can't answer that question but it's one of those two reasons yeah. and then on the other end of the thing you don't feel i don't feel bad at all for maxine no no, nothing in that movie made me go, oh man, poor Maxine. 
No, because she was a pariah during the movie. Yeah, and she wasn't she's, very broken up about yeah. five of her friends getting killed. Oh, not only is she not broken up about five of her friends getting killed, she just was, and even up until the last part of the thing, she's like, I'm going to be rich and famous. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah. Like, that's that's her whole, like, portion She actually being. has a little she monologue got, at the end to the old lady right before. Yeah. Because she's like, oh, they're going to remember me. I'm going to, I'm a star. They're going to, you know, like, like. This the is things a, that she was saying to herself th- in the mirror every time she looked yeah, in the mirror. So these are the delusions she's saying to this old lady who this old lady is like, hey, listen, bitch, I was you. I was spreading my legs for all sorts of shit when my husband was out of town and I was giving up that pussy everywhere. And then, you know, here I am now and I can't even get that dick and I want the dick. You know what I mean? Like, like that was how it felt. Like, so I guess there's like both sides of the mirror, as you said, but it was just kind of really like, it just doesn't flow for you. And you like, you don't even feel bad for the old people. Right. Like at some point in juncture, maybe I feel bad for the old people. No, they're awful people too. Because you're like, these people are literally killing people because they're fucking horny. Yeah. Like that's the shittiest reason ever. Like, they're mean throughout the whole movie too. I just want to point out, whether you call, well, they call them the Hewitts or the Sawyers or whatever else they come up with between now and then in Texas Chainsaw, you at least have a part of you that looks at that family and kind of feels bad for them because you realize, oh, they're fucking mongoloids who are uneducated in the backwoods and you kind of feel bad for them in a way. There's times in the Texas Chainsaw movies where you actually feel bad for the villains. I'm not talking about Texas Chainsaw 3D where it's like, go get him, cuz. Fuck that shit where he makes a face turn for whatever reason. <laughs> I'm talking, but think about it. Am I wrong? You no. kind of feel bad at some points in Juncture for Leatherface. You're like, man, fuck. He didn't choose yeah, to be Yeah, they're this very way. much a depraved family. And- right, right, right. So you kind of have like this little, even though you're not rooting for them per se, you also have this moment where you're like, I feel bad for them. These killers are like, so you're doing all this because you're fucking horny and you still ain't gotten the dick. It's not like they had that dude tied up in the basement so she was fucking him. He was dead. Yeah. Like, so she still didn't get the dick. Then finally gets the dick from the old man. He ends up dying any fucking way. It's weird shit. So yeah. because of that weird stuff and it just didn't like, it, it just doesn't resonate there. There's enough good stuff for me to, like, like I said, the cinematography, the soundtrack, you know, the, the, the kills, the third act is really good with the exception of, I didn't ever need to see my great grandparents fucking, uh, with all that being said, I'm giving this movie, I couldn't quite give it a five. But I can't really go much lower, so I'm going to say four and a half. Because I don't think that this is an average film, in my personal opinion. I think it's better than a horrible film. But I just there, there was so much for me to go, well, that made no sense. I know somebody will try to explain it away, and that's fine. Go ahead and hit us up and explain it away. But it's just like, it doesn't really make sense. Like, it's a, it's a, it, like I said, they do a good side of like showing you both sides of the coin. Which you're like, oh, okay, cool, I get that part of the story. But then you really never fall in love with any of the fucking characters the, the the victims and you never fall you never have any empathy for the killers so really what the fuck are we watching at the end of the day right right and i mean i don't have a whole lot more to add than what you really said i mean i as things were unfolding in the final act i was kind of like like the first half of this i was starting to get a little bit bored although i've been more bored in a movie before right um so i didn't think that it was that bad of a setup Dude, it was just slow newsflash i watched the adam project last night so this is easily better than that Really? We're going to review that on 3FN this week if anybody's interested. I've been hearing in great that. things about it. I think it was uh, Padawan J thinks I'll it's talk, like the greatest thing ever. Dude, I will talk to you after this and yeah. let you know. But I'm pretty sure it was Pad. Not to spoil, was, this is Three Fat Nerds this week. Trust me. I'm sure Ron will love it too because he's got a hard on for Ryan Reynolds. But yeah. we'll, we'll talk I after like the Ryan show. I too. But that's besides the point. But yeah, I mean, I, I as slow as it was, I... I wasn't because the cinematography was good and I did think the acting was pretty good. You know, I, I, I thought the buildup was okay. Um, it was... It just... it gave me such a just because they had to go so artsy with it i didn't i didn't i hate that stuff in a movie i don't want to see that it's not my shtick i'm glad that there's people out there that like it but i didn't like it when it got to that and i didn't like seeing two 90 year old people doing what they were doing i mean that was 
it was uncomfortable. You know, they were trying to make an uncomfortable movie. Um, you know, for me, this was a kind of movie that felt like it should have been like direct to Netflix, um, possibly even like direct to Shutter. Like some of those Shutter originals just have like a certain feel and look to them. And although this had I will that. say, although I will say, the the shoot, the cinematography was fantastic. So I like the grainy it footage. It was fantastic. Oh, I liked that. So too. it looked like it looked like a professional movie. But it was the ickiness of it. I guess no, is no, the best. I, no, I agree with you. I'm just saying the look some of, of those it, shutter movies. The look of it. The look of it is professional, right? But I agree with you. some of those shutter movies have that look, but they have like an icky feel to them. It's just like A24 seems like a home, like it has a home at a, at Shutter. I, I I don't know how to like describe it. It's just a feel. You know what? Um, I, I agree with you. I, I know what you're getting at. So you know, great kills, really good acting from most of the actors, a great look to it. But at the same time, I just can't give this movie a very high score because there was just something about it I just didn't like at the same time. So I was actually thinking four and a half, but I think that that seems a little too low for me. So I actually, I, I think I'm going to give this one a five so out of ten. to the five, okay. So, but I'm, I'm right there with you again. You know, it's it's weird I, how you and I have, you know, we do, again, I want to stress this. We don't talk about our scores. No, we didn't even talk out of the movie just because yeah, we knew we were purposely. coming to do this. If yeah. you had started talking about it outside the theater, I was going to say save it for, for when we record. Um, so, yeah, it's... I'm right there with you again. There was just something about it that just kind of gave me like, yeah, this this isn't great. You know, and a five is an average score. That's just an average movie. It's not horrible. It's probably it's better terrible. than it deserves. And, and honestly, a four and a half isn't the worst because trust me, we've given it was a mildly worse. entertaining movie. And it there was good. parts of it. But but I want to stress like that's why I said I thought it was surprising because the one thing is when a movie ends and I just chuckle like not right. like a laughing like oh this movie was funny, but I give a little <laughs> right. Wow. What did we just watch? That usually means it's not good. Right. <laughs> you know, it usually means to me, like, and that was my initial reaction to this film. I chuckled at you Put and went, oh, what the fuck did I just watch? It was better than the remake of The Fog. I'll give it that. Yeah, true. Oh, dude. <laughs> it, it was it was way better than Chernobyl Diaries. <laughs> oh, like, boy. I'm just going to throw that out there. I'm going to throw that out there. Oh. Honestly, I'm going to say it. There needs to be a sequel to that movie. Well, let's give a teaser for next week. I don't think it was better than the, the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre. No, and there was things that I hated more about that. Oh yeah, absolutely. We'll talk, about, we'll talk about. We'll talk I just wanted to leave them with a teaser. Yeah, but I will tell you. I gave. I'm giving. I give the Texas Chainsaw Massacre a better score than this. I think I'm going some to. People too. Might, I some I've people thought might, about it a little, but not enough. Some people. Some people might uh, judge that, but tune in next week and find out why. I'm just yeah. going to throw another little teaser on you. But with that being said, we're going to wrap it up here. Uh, once again, let us know what you felt. If you if you had the same opinion, if you thought it was worse than we did, if you thought it was better than we did, we always like to hear from you. Hit us up on the social medias, HorrorZone607 on Facebook. Like and share the page at HorrorZone607 on Twitter and Instagram. Hashtag HZ607 uh, when talking about the show. Of course, 8122productions.com has all the information that you need for HorrorZone607, the Three Fat Nerds podcast, and 607TWS. So all those links are there. The T Public link is there if you want to get some merch. The Patreon link for patreon.com slash 8122productions for as low as $1 a month. You get a ton of extra bonus content. That's there as well. Uh, everything is up there. The Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash 607podcast. All of that is at 8122productions.com. Of course, if you forget any of those great things you can just check the liner notes for this podcast and they are right there with that being said mike c we are crossing the finish line take them home all right thanks rich and thank you for listening uh, and tuning into the show each and every week we hope you enjoyed our review of x and uh, next week don't forget we will be reviewing the new texas chainsaw movie finally it's about time we got to that point so we're going to be talking about that and i know we both have a lot to say about that one so you're not going to want to miss that and of course we'll be back with all the week's biggest horror movie news so until then for Rich, I'm Spooky Mike saying, see ya.